Kia ora koutou, welcome to CircuitCast, looking at moving image and art from Aotearoa and beyond, lots of conversations on it, and today we are visiting Massey University College of Creative Arts, uh, here to visit Shannon T. Arl to talk about his work uh, that appears in Six Artists Respond to the Poetry of Joanna Margaret Paul, uh, screening as part of the Circuit Festival and Symposium coming up uh, in August in Auckland. Kia ora Shannon. Kia ora Mark. Thanks for having us here at Massey. Welcome. Yeah, tell us what do you do here? Uh, I am one of the lecturers uh, within the School of Arts, um, do a bunch of teaching, um, I am one of the coordinators for the Engine Room, the college's uh, in-house art gallery, Right. Yeah. Uh, work across the college on some all kinds of papers, uh, not just within the Fine Arts Studio program, but uh, some college-wide contextual studies papers and uh, this morning I was on a paper called Creative Industries, and uh, that's a 300-student paper. Whoa. And we are making um, a student-driven suitcase market. So they all have a, the, the parameter of a suitcase to uh, develop an offering for a market palace, we're calling it, uh, later on in the semester. A market palace, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zingy. it sounds really good. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, quite a long stretch from that, perhaps, to the work of Joanna Margaret Paul. I want to ask you just quite a simple question at the yep. beginning. This is about responding to the poetry of Joanna Margaret yep. Paul. And she is, of course, like yourself, a filmmaker and an artist, a painter. Um, how do you respond to a poem? How uh, do I respond to a poem? How did I respond to this particular poem, I suppose, is a multi-layered kind of response, really. I mean, part of it is simply kind of identifying or articulating my kind of initial emotive response to uh, the group of texts that I was uh, introduced to in this case. Um, uh, alongside that, I, I suppose one of the things that I tried to do with uh, Joanna Margaret Paul's poems in this case was to think about the context of their making, uh, think about the kind of poetic form that it, the text embody, and then uh, alongside that, some quite simple archival historical research around mm. her practice and her life really well this is something you do quite a lot with your work which is kind of mind cultural history in a way in a really sure. fascinating way and you kind of bring these things together what were the sort of layers that then that you're bringing together in, in this work one of the things that i'm really interested in within joanna margaret paul's practice rather than specific works is i suppose the kind of general sense of domesticity yes. uh, that, that her practice embodied and i suppose it, i mean it's clearly visible in across the spectrum of her works, really, but uh, I'm kind of interested in how she worked largely from home. Many of the watercolours uh, that, that I came across during my research were, in fact, painted from a windowsill, like painted uh, looking out of a window. I'm kind of interested in that outlook. What else? What else? What was the second part of your question? Well, I'm interested in these, these reference points because right. I think you were sort of hinting at them before in terms right. of different texts, and I think Catherine Mansfield comes into this yep. as well sure. uh, as to how you're kind of weaving some kind of quite some some different cultural points together. Um, it was kind of like some a little bit of detective work for me, developing my response anyway. 
And so alongside just like a general kind of retracing of some of her work, some of which I was familiar with, some of which I wasn't, I came across a number of instances where she kind of engaged with a similar project to this one. There are a number of exhibitions that she uh, was invited to contribute to where she had been, in fact, asked to uh, respond directly to existing texts, which is or something that I, that I do. Texts being not just a written text, uh, but a you know, historical artefact. Uh, perhaps a text might embody for me a kind of geographical location or something kind of a bit more expensive than just something in the written form. I got, became interested in how our approaches kind of started to align, I suppose, in, in that sense. One of the most striking, I suppose, or compelling kind of instances... Uh, of this was a number of Joanna Margaret Paul's works that I came across in a 1985 edition of The Listener. And oh, yeah. Yeah, her, her works had been presented alongside the American Express Listener's short story winner for that year. Right. And um, that story was written by a New Zealand author named Norlene Arnott, who's still alive, still writing in Palmerston North, who I met along the way. But initially I was struck with the juxtaposition of Joanna Margaret Paul's work and the content of this short story. Right. The short story, quite simply, locates its protagonist. It's kind of a tragic story. Uh, it's a fictional story, so I have to kind of... I'll put that out there, but it, lo- yeah. it initially locates its protagonist the day after she has fallen victim to a sexual attack whilst travelling through Turkey. Right. And I suppose I was kind of, well, very much kind of interested in how Joanna Margaret Paul's simple and in inverted commas gestural watercolour uh, works came to be placed against uh, or alongside such a seemingly kind of removed context. Where does Catherine Mansfield fit into this? Because I think the work untitled in brackets... um, Epilogue. Epilogue is a work that actually involves a series of... a procession of pot plants, almost a stately procession, I would say. They they reminded me of lip cruise liners that I see in a velvety night passing before us. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And I think they're from a Catherine Mansfield... Her, her childhood home. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I suppose tracing through some other archive material, one of another instance of Joanna Margaret Paul responding to existing texts was a show where she was an ex- exhibition where she was specifically asked to respond to a Catherine Mansfield short story named Prelude. Right. And so the narrative of Prelude, I suppose, kind of resonated with this accumulating kind of story that I was gathering along the way and very simply put, Prelude investigates the scenario of of a young woman in the process of relocating with her family from one place to another. It's a really grossly oversimplified version of that text but but I suppose the uh, sense of disorientation and um, reorientation in fact kind of resonated for me with Nolene Arnott's story and and I'm just kind of mining for kind of different elements, not necessarily with anything in mind at this stage, but just kind of tagging things that strike my interest 
yeah, during my research, really. But then the pot plant, and there's something very yep. beautiful, symbolic yep. about the pot plant around the sense of transplanting and yep. containment. I mean, what is it? Uh, pot plants, are, a pot plant arrived in your, your two shoots that stretch far outward sure. at City Gallery at the moment. What is it with you and pot plants? A pot plant seemed to be such a fitting motif to draw upon, given that it was uh, a motif that Joanna and Margaret Paul uh, referenced and utilised in yes. many of her drawings and paintings. And, and I suppose, formally speaking, there is that aspect of my work which I was clearly referencing the way that her works simplified form, colour, through these objects. Um, aside from that, for me, and especially within within my work, the the pot plant embodies a kind of tenuous social position in that um, it is it is contained, but but it, I mean it is a plant still allowed to kind of grow and express itself on some kind of level. You know, so yeah. I'm kind of I'm interested in being a, a quite a humble symbol of that ambiguity. One of the things I love about your work is this kind of, I don't know, they're almost like a solo confessional, a sense of a, a very meditative space that where I just want to be with the work rather than necessarily kind of think through it sure. too much as a narrative. And there seemed to be something about that in the poem that you read of Joanna Margaret Pauls and her work that is a connection that you have. And I'm interested in why your interest in expressing I don't know, this interior world, this interior world of longing through through your art. Oh, that's a good question. Um... I mean, what I, I, I'm, I'm invested in accounting for that aspect of our lives through art. And to me, it is not anything that is necessarily underrepresented in art, but I, I, it's a context that I'm an advocate for. I think it's a, a really important. It's not well represented in moving image work sure. or in contemporary work, sure. is it? But in terms of poetry and painting, which yep. I think yeah, yeah, your yeah, work yeah. has strong allegiances with it. Yep. Yeah, I suppose I'm, I'm thinking about domestic tension as being a necessary evil but also a place of potential. And it needs to, I suppose, you know, in a real-life setting, it needs to embody quite a multifarious kind of function, you know, and so I'm kind of happy to kind of use that as the thinking space for other things I suppose do, do you have a hope for what your work does or achieves for people then uh, what, yeah, what it offers them yeah 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 of course of course I mean um, what I hope a, a, an audience might get uh, from what I'm doing at the moment yeah a, a, a kind of a sense that this kind of tenuous zone is something worth considering and it is something mm. that's can yield fruit in relation to much broader discourses, uh, for, for lack of a word. So, you know, I kind of support Joanna Margaret Paul in thinking that it is a political position to take ownership of that space and to embody that position. Yeah, whereas, you know, I don't know, 20 years ago, there was certainly a sense within the way we looked at art, we, we considered the domestic as some kind of sideline practice, that sure. it's not where the serious, the serious meditative, yeah, yeah, yeah. introspective stuff, <laughs> expressive stuff is going on. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, <laughs> as a family man or whatever, that is where much of my serious stuff takes place, you know. And, um, yeah, I'm not suggesting that everyone should make art of I'm kind of domestic space or domestic tension I'm just saying that here's an interesting 
place for us to think about all kinds of things. Uh, but I suppose in terms of art practice, I think it's being an artist is one of those pursuits that your uh, your work and life balance can just so easily conflate, you know. And so mm. for most of us, our studio is at home, our workplace is at home. Yeah, I'm kind of, you know, in the throes of grappling with that for sure. Yeah. <laughs>